Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. It's Monday afternoon and we've got another win to discuss. It's heady times, relatively heady times for Everton supporters. Uh, it's me, Greg O'Keefe, the Echoes Everton editor, and I'm joined by usual cast of vagabonds, Gav Buckland, the stat man. I'd say, I'd say our Gareth Barry, but he's probably more like our... I don't know, Morgan Schneiderland now, tall, rangy, an eye for a pass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some would say he still needs a bit of match fitness as well, like, so uh, yeah, probably about right. Quite a bit. And Tony Scott, who uh, is in a rascal form as ever. He's just had some lozenges, so if you've got volume on, you better take it down <laughs> a little bit. Um, but no, as I say, we've got good news or more good news to, to reflect on. Um, so is this is this becoming a winning streak? It's... It's, it's, it's a far cry from the last time we played the Sam Allardyce team, wasn't it? Back in April time, when 3-0 yeah. defeat at Sunderland. This team that we're watching, so resolute, compact, and they're playing for each other, they're playing for Everton, they're playing for the manager, the tactics, the formation, the passion, the, the, the will to win, everything that you'd associate with an Everton team of greatness in the past this looks as though the foundations are starting to, to come to fruition. I, I like this Everton team, I really do. I'm still not sure on one or two things at the back, even though the formation's going to plan so far, and three at the back. But for me, going forwards, especially with Tom Davis in the team, and he just saw, he brought the best out in Ross Barkley. You can see it yourself. Ross, over these last three or four weeks, has been absolutely outstanding for Everton. He should be up for player of the month, more or less, in my opinion. He's, he's taking games by the scruff of the neck. What we expect from Ross Barkley is ability. We've been waiting for it for years, and now we can finally see why the talk is he's so highly regarded. Follow that, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I um, think there's two things for me. Is I think, um, Greg, you've said several times this season, during the course of the podcast, when we've gone on about Coombe and his record in England, that... It's been characterised by long winning streaks followed by long long runs of not not winning a game, and we've already seen that in action in his first sort of three or four months. Haven't we? Starts the season winning streak, then thirteen games. What two wins was it? One win now, like four wins. All of a sudden, four wins out of five Premier League games. So um, there's that point. So what I need to know for me is: is this just part of like that sort of sequence that Ronald has in England, or is it? What you're saying there, Tao, is it points to like a settled Everton team where he's got the tactics right, where he's got the right players in, he's bringing the right players, some young players coming through as well. And is this part of building the foundations and a proper run of form supporting that? And I'm sort of undecided on both at the moment until probably the end of the season, I would imagine, mm-hmm. uh, certainly by sort of March. Um, and uh, that that's the thing for me. I, I'm more confident about the latter than the former at this stage. That it's pointing towards what Tony's saying rather than 
you know, one acumen sort of regular win and six that is had in this country. Yeah, I mean, there is that, isn't there? Is that kind of we've been so shorn of like really genuine things to celebrate this season that we are understandably getting really kind of excited about the, the way the signs begin to look up. We've got a signing in a week left of the window, a week tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, there'll be more players coming in. But I think Southampton last season went on a, a remarkable uh, spree towards the end of the season. And so if Everton can replicate that, if Koeman can find it in now his fitness levels, and he was very complimentary, which isn't like him, he's usually quite um, down, downplays uh, his team's success at times. But I think he couldn't hide his pride. He used the word pride uh, on Saturday. And if they can really capitalise on that now, and they're fitter and sharper than the rest, like I say, add a couple of faces. How far can they go? It was only a few few weeks ago after the FA Cup we were talking about well, we're probably going to finish seventh if we're lucky and that's all. Now, as is the way with footy toe, you know, fans, you, you begin to half dream. You look like we're only nine points behind Liverpool. I'm not suggesting for a second that we'll catch Liverpool. Uh, but United, all of a sudden, that isn't looking like, overall then, isn't looking like an impossible task, is it? No, well, well I was looking at Southampton's form towards the end of last season and they won 12 of the final 18 games that back end of last season 12 of the last 18 remarkable only losing 3 they won at Tottenham they won at Manchester United so it seems to me as if the fitness levels and what not comes into what Ronald Koeman's asking from this Everton team and you can sort of see since we've got to January it's clicked now I don't know if he's, he's came across this formation or is if it's just happened or is if he said listen let's get back to basics I don't know when we make ourselves tough to beat but it's, it's working and, and I wouldn't rule Everton out of anything at the moment we've only got I think someone like that that we've only got like four games from now to like mid-March or something stupid with FA Cup and you've got all the teams above us are all playing in two cup competitions they're all playing in Europe in Europe as well Everton are playing one, I think went on next game next in 10 days time yes. and everyone else is playing two or three games yeah I said the other week I think after the cup defeat we had nine games in the 11 weeks wasn't it or yeah. eight games in the 11 That's, weeks I wouldn't rule out Everton for anything at the moment yeah. so it's impossible because the teams above us don't forget they're all playing each other by the way I was looking at Everton's fixtures coming up I think there's only Spurs who you're looking against that. that's a tough one you've got Bournemouth Stoke teams like that you're thinking you should be getting a result here so I wouldn't rule out Everton for anything at the moment. They've got goals. They look tough to beat. The midfield is is dynamite for me. The way the way them three are playing in the midfield, I'm happy with. So I just think I wouldn't rule out Everton for any kind of position at the moment. Yeah, I think the downside, and I think I said this last week, is the downside not having any games is we've got players who won't need game time at the moment, yeah, haven't yeah. we? We've got, and also we've got a couple of youngsters coming through who could do with like getting a start and more minutes on the pitch. I'm thinking really, Luckman there for the start. Yeah. Um, and Schneiderlin is, is one of the players who's been brought in. Plus, you know, we may bring somebody else in in the well, next day. So, you would hope yeah. so. So, I think not being in the FA Cup has denied us the opportunity of maybe two, three matches where we could have given game time for for people. So it, it's sort of six one half a dozen of that. Though I do I do take your point. Um, I, I I think we are what well, would be seventh. I think we've been that, that 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 distance from us to like eighth and ninth is growing every week now, yeah. isn't it? I think is it will be eight points ahead of ninth or something like yeah, that. So point. we are going to we are going to finish seventh. But I said at the start of the year, you know, um, that I wanted us to be viewed this season as 
being bottom of the top seven rather than top of the bottom 14 that mm. there's a clear seven who would ahead yeah. of everybody else even if we finish bottom of that I'd be quite happy because that shows shows us progressing and being part of a, a, top, a group of top seven not a top six what, what's being spoken about i.e. with a lot of work to do and I think that's the important thing for us so I don't mind us finish seventh as long as that happens yeah. as, and I want us to finish seventh with that rather than being sort of 10-15 points behind sixth so I think that there's a lot of work for us still to be done, but we are heading in the right direction. If you look at the progression since that derby defeat, I think Liverpool were on for the league title. I think they went. I think they were close to going top of the league that week, wasn't they? When they beat us just before Christmas. Now you look at the game since. There's four or five games since. Liverpool are now closer to Everton than they are to winning. They are to Chelsea. Yeah. So that that's a decline of Liverpool and a progression of Everton as well. Yeah, I was thinking. I was just thinking. Having a look at the table coming in, I said, if you said at the start of the season, by the end of January, we'd be seven points behind Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. You probably would have taken that. But we're actually, we didn't expect them to be to be fifth. But what I'd like to talk about, and you've spoken there so really positively, quite rightly about us. So, what's caused that big sea sea change with us in the last month? Then, do you think? Personally, I think it's it's numerous things. I think it's the formation. I think we're suited the way we're playing with three at the back. I think it helps the midfields out, it helps the attackers out, helps the defence out. And I think it's... Rumours where he told players in September, October time that he didn't want them. And it looks as though the ball's now in his court, Ronald Cuban's court, where it's in January, and these players need to... Maybe the Morales prime example needs to prove a point he was subject to being he was moving away elsewhere but now he's knuckled down he's got on with it now players like that who thought they were going out the scene Ross Barkley was another one now, no one knew where his future lies he was, he was, to be honest he weren't playing the best was he but now the players are sort of down, not down and tools that's the total opposite of what they were doing and when we went on that bad run but now the players are trying to make a point to say listen I want this Everton shirt I don't want to move Morales, Barkley etc and now I want to prove a point to you that I'm I'm more than capable of keeping me place. Yeah. So so in terms like you mentioned three at the back, Greg. So Greg, but how do you think three at the back helps us? Then do you think? I think it, what it enables us to do is it gets Seamus potential match winners. Don't forget yeah. when we haven't got at the moment. Luckman is of very much the exception. It's very new, isn't it? And he showed the game why. Hopefully, touch wood, we've got a special player there. But besides him, we haven't got much quality in wide areas. Morales, let's hope his latest kind of renaissance lasts, but we'll see. So what it does help us do is get potential match winners in Sheamus and Baines higher up the pitch. And I think, you know, Funes Mori, I'm not his biggest fan. I know Tony isn't. I think you know, I don't think any of us are really. But he's been okay the last few weeks. Holgate's been the standout performer. Ashton Williams has started to look a little bit more comfortable, a bit more of someone who's the player we hoped we'd signed in the summer. But I just think that dynamic of having um, Williams' experience and reading of the game, leadership, Holgate, who just impresses me more and more as, as the games go by, unflappable. And then Murray's kind of legs and athleticism, albeit now and again a little bit scatterbrained. It works really well as a three, and it allows Holgate, I suppose, to kind of... He's learning to become a centre-back, whilst he's also got that little bit of protection from Coleman who will always get yeah. back and I just think it just it just works for us and without Idrissa Gay which let's face it we've hardly missed him really yeah. we're robust and we've got that extra defence but at the same time now with like as Tony said Tom Davis and Barkley kind of firing off each other we've got that yeah, spark I mean, I, I think with, got, sorry, sorry. with that extra centre half that we've got 
Ross doesn't need to come deep now, does he? He's sort of just playing in the opposition half now. That's where, where you want him, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I mean, I think um, what what he's done recently, I don't think he did the Chelsea, is um, the three are spread across the pitch a lot more than where the Chelsea were quite narrow, so left space on the flank. So he, he, he puts them right across the, the rock, across the pitch. Which is good, and also as well. I and mean, we said this at the start of the season, didn't we? If you play three at the back, you can't play Jags and Ashley Williams because you Not want two pacey, yeah. yeah. two yeah. pacey centre halves yeah. on either side. But go and go. What I was going to say before then, before we get to the three four three, what about the one at the back, i.e. Joel, who's, yeah. who's, who I thought was really excellent, yeah. outstanding on on Saturday. He only had one make, one save to make, but it was an excellent save. But his command of his area was just superb. I thought. Considering mm. Palace have got quite a few uh, big lads yeah. from set pieces, I yeah. thought he commanded this area well, and he's been a big plus in, in this mm. current run. I think. I think his concentration levels throughout the game uh, have an half improved. You're looking at now. I was watching the Liverpool game on Saturday as well. Aminule had three shots to save throughout all the game, and the three of them went in. Now Joel had one or two to me, and he made them. It's I think one of the stats showed the other day. It was seventy-seven percent shots on goal when Robles is he's saving them. It's a huge percentage, one of the top. I think Hugo Lodis was one of the best alongside him. So that shows how much he's improved. I think him at the back, Everton have sort of got a solid defence now where it's the team's picking itself now, isn't it? No one was arguing when Stefanberg wanted him to come back in the team. No one wants Phil Jagielka to come back in the team. The team's mother back five now with the goalkeeper is picking itself, isn't it? And that's I think that's why will come becoming tough to beat because the defence knows its job to do. Regardless of who they're playing, whether it's Manchester City, regardless of it's Crystal Palace, they know the job and they know what to do. The one player I'm unsure and we spoke about him before a few money. He got caught out several times against Manchester City and the two chances that Crystal Palace had on Saturday came from his mistakes, getting out jumped by Christian Benteki. They had two shot him um, Benteki had two headers, one at the bar and Robles made a good save. Twice Funes Mori was marking him, and there was another time. Sorry, when Loric Remy was came on goal, and he got he got um, Funes Mori was wrong side of him, weren't goal side at all, and he nearly dragged him back for the penalty. He got away with that. I'm just unsure on him. If we're playing the back three, I think Kuman will need to replace him. I think I don't think there's any mistake that Kuman still wants to bring in a defender this month, and I think that's why. I think he shares the concerns. For me, Mori's an adequate enough squad player, but yeah. you know, I would say that. If this this sort of resurgence Everton team to kind of tweak it and find find point it tune it even you bring in a new defender to take Mori's place, you probably look to when Morgan Stein of the match fit for him to be starting ahead of Gareth Barry, but Gareth Barry is a really valuable asset to have you know as an option. Not that we've really got any kind of we don't really no cup games so you know you want to pick your eleven your eleven best players yeah. and on you go. But I think when Schneider is fit he'll he'll be starting ahead well, of Barry. The interesting thing is going to be yeah, we, when Idrissa Gay returns. Yeah, what's going to happen then? Well, what's, I mean, we're what getting the, ahead of ourselves. What the formation is then, isn't it? I mean, because it I know, doesn't get in the team at the moment. Yeah, if you, if you play, wait, yeah. wait. if you play three five two, he does. Perhaps. Don't forget we might bring in another yeah. attacker to yeah. score the attacker. Can't we play 4-6-4 four, four, then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you be tempted, no, that 3-5-2 you just suggested, Gav? Yeah. Would you be tempted with Davis, Schneider and Guy as your three? Yeah. Your two full-backs, obviously Coleman and Baines. Mm. And then there's no Morales then, it's just Barkley behind Ron. Yeah. Would, would that work? It, it would, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's an argument to say that actually you play Barkley as part of the five and play... 
Tom Davis just behind uh, just behind Rome to be yeah. honest with you. So it's inter- it's interchangeable, isn't it? But, but you know, but yeah. Tom Davis yeah. would have to advance forward though, wouldn't he? He'd have to. You can't just have the three hold midfielders. It's just a guy or Schneider or Tom Davis is after. Yeah, forward, yeah, absolutely. I don't, just it's just an option, um, and there's some as you say, there's some players being left out there. It's just um, I think. You know, what I want to talk about, and we saw it on Saturday, Greg, and, and you alluded to, is Seamus appears to be far more comfortable yeah. in this this sort of role, doesn't he? And uh, although, again, sometimes his final ball is not the best, but yeah, that was, that was, it was a great, yeah. you know, to be fair, it was a great finish. Tremendous finish. You know, I, you know yeah. like, Slop was up the other end of the pitch doing <laughs> yeah. whatever he was doing, you know, but yeah. I thought it was a great finish on uh, on Saturday. And just generally about the game is, I mean, not really spoken about it, I thought we played well. Yeah. Um, First half was wasn't the best, was it? It wasn't, but we came into it. We had to, we had a few yeah. chances, didn't mm. we? But what it showed you is that Seamus, you know, I think he's he's I think he's got twenty four goals now. He, he doesn't score goals that don't count, does he? When he scores yeah, goals, they do tend to all the points. Yeah, yeah. So, and so can Bain, to be honest, they will yeah. say a point saver. Yeah. If you think back to United from the spot when he's needed. Yeah. Can I talk about when uh, I was going to speak about it, Tom Davis, right? He's coming to the team, being brilliant. Obviously, Ross's games improved with him. Now, with Tom Davis being in the team, every time I see him, I was looking at the highlights before, and I was looking at them, and every time Tom Davis gets that ball, he does not want thing in his mind to go back with it. It's straight away advance. He'll look to go forward, even if it's a two-yard pass or a twenty-yard pass. He will look to attack. Not a thought in his mind is to go back with the ball. Now, are we seeing the reasons why Cumin? Would, would he improve well I'm sorry arguments here he wouldn't have made it under Roberto Martinez I don't know don't know about that I, th- I don't know I think he, you can't say that can you I mean it's, it's because talk about only, the I'm only saying now. it because Roberto Martinez was possession based now I, I like Tom Davis on the risk of he will risk a pass even if it goes forward he'll risk it and if he loses it so what he'll try win it back rather than you see a lot of players just to boost their stats up Rather go sideways or go back with the ball just to keep hold of possession. Yeah, that's why I like this kids because yeah. even if he loses it two or three times, I was looking at his stats on Saturday and he lost the ball quite numerous amounts of times. But he, he goes forward. Yeah, you don't he mind. He will it. risk a pass, and that's what yeah. he wants. It's losing the ball in the important areas, but you yeah. know, in and around their box, okay. Like, so the edge of our box is a slightly different thing. But I thought he played really well on 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 Saturday again. The most impressive thing about what he did on Saturday was not the pass. It's, I think it was in the second half, I think, where, was where Townsend broke into the area on the right-back position. He went over to tackle him, and then he realised at the last minute out. he jumped out it of the way. Did. It was it slump, slump, yeah. yeah. yeah slump. He, he just uh, he jumped out of the way, didn't he? And uh, put his arms yeah, up, yeah, so he yeah, went yeah, past definitely. him. And I can think of a lot of senior players, and especially, and, and bear in mind, he's, he's only like a relative newcomer in like five or six games, who would have given away a penalty there. Yeah. And he showed, like I thought, a great deal of... Maturity and sort of like game now there to, to sort of He's at the last minute, yeah, yeah the last minute, yeah. It looks that's as if it, he's yeah. been playing in the Premier League for years, doesn't it? The way he's playing, but yeah. Do you know what? Another point, Greg, is that we haven't spoke about him over the last four or five weeks, but beforehand we spoke about him every week. And it was Ross Barkley. Why? Why aren't we talking about him over the last two or three weeks? I think we are talking about him, aren't we? But you mean we're not kind of turning our hair out trying to because the, the reasons why? Be, well. It's probably oversimplifying it just to say Tom Davis has, has completely changed Ross's season around. But there's a large part of that where 
somehow in, in the change in formation, the 3-4-3, and the emergence of Tom, mm. it, it certainly has given Ross a new lease of life. I don't know whether it's psychologically as much as it is tactically, but something has got into Ross's head. And for me, he looks like... He almost looks fitter. Yeah. Certainly, he certainly applies himself for 90 minutes. He's getting about the pitch. He looks stronger mentally. He wants to go forward a bit like Tom. I think. I almost think he's been inspired by the younger man, if you like. You and he's thought, well, hold on. I, I'm as good as him. Yeah. You know, he's doing these things and, and he's, he's rightly getting applauded for. And I think Ross is, go, is going, not in an arrogant way, but he's been inspired by Tom. And, and he thinks, well, I'm going to show him, raise my level. Players sometimes raise the level yeah. when other, other good players come around them. And then tactically, of course, as we've already said, it means. Tom's willingness to drop back deep and the fact that he has got a bit, bit more of a box-to-box, dare I say it, at the tender age of 18, a bit more of a canniness about him sometimes, a bit more game yeah. smarts than Ross. And that's not a, that's not a deal no, Ross. Well, we've said that before, haven't we, to be fair about Ross. Ross yeah, can yeah. do things, by the way, that yeah, Tom yeah. Davis maybe can't yeah, do. Yeah. Ross can, you know, has got that potential to do something outrageously good. And you saw the way, yeah. he slammed past about three Western, sorry, yeah. Crystal Palace defenders. That footwork, yeah. you know, there's not many. If he can, if he can start, and again, I think the only thing that's always that he needs to start scoring again. He needs. Yeah. To, if I'm, there's not a criticism, but hopefully his renaissance continues and he starts getting back amongst the scoring stakes, and then people, I mean, the fickle world of football, swinging again, and he'll be the next great. Uh, it'll be, be the next Josh Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a surprise, Gav. We've seen the stat before the game that he's created more chances than any other Englishman in the Premier League this season. I think it's probably more a comment on the uh, the lack of Englishmen in the Premier League. To yeah, be yeah. fair, it's not exactly overpopulated in that area with English players mm-hmm. where Ross plays. Um, it's and yeah, it's fair shout, but it's a lot. They, they maybe play differently to what Ross does, though. Um, I think what that shows, though, and I said said this last week after the Man City game, is is he late play players on, didn't he, in, in, mm. in the Man City game and around the box, where previously he may have shot, he, he sort of took an extra touch and took a pass, which is good, and I think that's maybe reflected in the stats. Um, what I liked about him, and I, I don't know whether this is a confidence thing or somebody's actually had a word with him, is his manner of his running and his, like the way he stands on the pitch, you know, it's like his gait, he, he just looked taller on Saturday mm. against Man City. And I don't know whether that's a confidence thing or whether he, he just has um, been told to stand big. You know, normally I don't know. Sometimes if he's not feeling confident, maybe like crouch a little bit. You know, he tends yeah, to jump. Yeah. But on Saturday, he, he actually—I mean, he, he's not small, Ross. Is no, he? He's, no. he's six foot two. Is he six lad, foot? Yeah. He's a big lad, yeah. and he doesn't often look he's six foot. He doesn't look often. Sorry, Greg. He doesn't often look six foot two, six foot three on the pitch. Mm. You know, which is tall for somebody who, who runs around the midfield. And on Saturday and against Man City, he did. And I don't know whether somebody's had a word with him, just say, you know, stand tall, look big, and or whether it's just because he's feeling a bit confident. He, he, it's just to me, it might just be me being a bit mad. No. Uh, but he just, well, well I'm not anybody like him. But he just looked, and I think that reflects well, on the Probably there's something to that, because what I was trying to say is, it's not easy to pinpoint why yeah. he's all of a sudden clicked in. But there could be loads of little intangibles like that, but he's definitely got more self belief and mental strength. And that could be manifesting itself even in things about his body his language and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's two things. The, with Tom Davis's legs being in the team, I think that's one thing. And another thing is that there's less weight on the shoulders with the focus on other kids, Paul Gates, Tom Davis. I think there's less pressure on him now. So he will think the focus is not on me no more from the Everton supporters. 
there's another youngster to look up to whereas in, he can just get on with his game now without no added pressure on him I think you can see that now I think he, he's playing out of his skin really is and I, I, I like I like the attitude from at the moment he's chasing balls down off the ball he's been fantastic and when we see him Ross Barkley the sweats yeah. leaking off him when he's coming off the pitch it's yeah. good to see I'm, for the first time today, I'm going to disagree with you slightly there so I don't think he's playing out of his skin I think he's playing less than what Ross still playing less than Ross Ross is capable of more to come. I still, oh yeah I think there's far more to come from Ross in terms of his natural ability um, you know you're talking about comparison don't draw comparisons with Davis but we will do it's, it's two-footedness you know yeah. it's just yeah. you know for somebody of his age his English is, is there's not that many around I'm not many English players are seen as great great with both feet like Ross is and I, I still think there's more to come and hopefully we spoke about Everton getting better over the next few months then into next season. That will also inspire us to get mm. better and better. Uh, and you, you saw signs of it, King City, and definitely on Saturday. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he played very well on Saturday. Well, I thought goals. I just while we're thinking that, like Newcastle uh, away a couple of seasons ago. Newcastle last season at home. That goal against City, uh, you know, a couple of seasons ago yeah. at the end of the season at Goodison Park. He's capable of really spectacular things. He's really. I'm so an art like I'm so kind of enthused by the fact that it was make or break. Let's not be overly dramatic. It, 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 there was times this season that everyone, well, I, I can't speak for everyone, but certainly we all thought yeah. there's a real risk that this lad is just going to be a complete dud. And actually, there's, there was an argument for him not being at the club next season. Yeah, yeah, now, absolutely. I'm really, really delighted to, to you know the, the chances are now he's ridden that storm out. And he is going to become what we need to Everton. He is going to be the player we hope. Yeah, I love well, 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 Sorry, Will Koeman then? Greg, there's been rumours that he's looking for a number 10. He's looking for the, someone to buy him a transfer window. He's looking for another attacker, someone who can link the play uh, closer to Ron, a striker. Yeah. Well, how would that affect Ross then? Well, that's, I mean, that is the question, isn't it? Well, I think it would affect them by getting them to do a bit more, you know, like yeah. really up in this game. Yeah. I, I've, not, I've not got a problem bringing players in. As you say, like, competition is good. And uh, I've got not got a problem in somebody, you know, somebody coming in and, you know, with Coombe and wanting them to play off, off Luke Arku because we need, we need numbers as well. So I've not got a, I've not got a problem with that. But if that's the key, we're talking about players coming in. You mentioned it before, Greg, there's a possibility of a defender coming in. Yeah. If that happens, then it looks almost certain that Phil Jagielka will be uh, more or less off to Sunderland, isn't it? So Scotty bet was so Well, just out of interest for the... What are, what are the odds? Just to, he's favourite to, he's, he's to stay at Everton in this window, yeah. and he's seven to two to sign for Sunderland, even if it's on loan. <sighs> What's that like? Four and a half to one. Three and a half to one. Three and a half to one. Yeah. I can tell I wasn't very good at match. It's, <laughs> it's still a good price. Yeah. If Evan's on a defender, it's more or less certain that he's going to go. I, I don't know. I I would be surprised if he left this month. But in the summer, I wouldn't. But he can't be happy at the moment, Greg. At this age, I don't think he is. I don't think he for the final 37. Well, we know he did all right, by the way. Yeah. And showed up the defence, as he was probably instructed to do. But he, make no mistake, he won't be satisfied at that. He's the club captain. He, I think... I must certainly think he still feels he should be starting uh, and, and playing 90 minutes while he can and you understand that so um, is he the type he's of proven he isn't happy but I, I just can't see him moving this summer you spoke to him before, this month, you spoke this to summer, before yes. Greg haven't you is he the type of character to speak to Cuba and say listen Ronald I haven't kicked a ball in six weeks come to the tail end of my career 
There's 16 games to go in the season. If I'm not playing, is there any chance of getting a move to Sunderland? Maybe. He's certainly someone who is not afraid to speak to managers. I know sometimes he get, he's got stick about how he's a captain, never doesn't speak enough on the pitch, but he's, he's, he's not shrinking violent being, mm. you know, in terms of he will speak. He spoke to Roberto Martinez when he felt that as captain he had to. And um, certainly when it comes to his own future and the fact that he's desperate to be playing games as anyone that age is, yeah, any player that, especially yeah. one of. He's probably accepted his England days are over, so he just wants to be playing week in, week out. Um, so maybe, so yeah, but I would just be surprised if Everton sold him. Yeah, is he on loan option? Yeah, maybe on loan. That's just I'm saying. She was testimonial in the summer, isn't he? Yeah, he's been there 10 years, hasn't he, in the summer? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a so side issue that I mean, because I, I, you know, and I don't want to say brutal honesty is Jags doesn't really form part of our defence going forward does he to be to be fair you know from what we're saying yeah. what we said about playing three at the back if you, or even playing two at the back I don't think he does because he's 32 30, yeah. 30 whatever 34 isn't he well, 30, but 34 isn't he 35 this year um, I don't see him as being part of our future and so whether that means he goes or not it, to me it's not really really relevant to us at the moment but what you don't want Gav is that you don't want to, the fans were beginning to turn on it when we played Burnley away this season and he was costing us a couple of goals the fans were getting frustrated with him you don't want that to happen you'd rather than go and well, that, exactly that's what I mean but that's up to, up to him to decide I mean let's face it there's a few defenders of course there's a few goals not yeah, just yeah. Jags this year yeah. so I mean I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a side issue and what will happen will happen uh, I just want to see us having the best best players on, on the pitch which brings me to the other thing I was going to talk about is uh, you know we mentioned Morales and yeah. um, is, is Luckman who who came on for a bit, got a bit longer this time didn't 20 he minutes, yeah it? nearly scored with his third touch yeah, again yeah, though, didn't yeah. he yeah uh, but he had an opportunity didn't he I'm really excited about this lad you know I haven't watched Evan for donkeys he is you know you only see somebody straight away he's a player that lad you know, you just see, you just t- tell it after the Man City games, two touches, goal, yeah. and I saw nothing on Saturday to dispute that that he is a player. That he, you know, we talk about somebody's got a bit of nous. Mm. He, he's got nous. Feelings, isn't he, Yeah, but I don't think that's useful. Impetuousness, whatever the word is. Yeah, I think he's got a he's got a loads of game nous in general. Generally knows what's going on for somebody young age, and even though he limited exposure to the Premier League on. On Saturday, I know coming on as a sub can be slightly mm-hmm. different. Is I think he, I think he's a player that lad, and I I think he may be in the first team. Bear in mind what Ronald said about him; he has picked him up, hasn't he? Yeah. In two weeks, I think he could be in the first team. That do you that think lad he, sooner? He, what you think? He's more or less then taking Kevin Morales' place then. If that's the case, I'm not sure. <laughs> but being Ronald's taking the opportunity to bring him on twice now, and as I say, is has been really complimentary about him. The sort of words of somebody who actually. Bonds him on the pitch, yeah. And I, I'm really excited about him. Uh, when you I think, think about the players him. that Ronald Koeman's managed, young yeah. players yeah. in the past, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and I thought he was, I thought he was very, very good at least on on Saturday. Yeah. But he just looks like a proper player. He, he knows yeah, what it's the, about. The word that we've heard as well is that you know, senior professionals at the club have already said after a couple of training sessions. I think professionals know, don't they, when they see mm. someone who's uh, you know, as you said, he's a player, and the words around Finch Farm is that they've seen enough already in training and obviously on the pitch. He's, you know, that this kid is someone who's going to be a serious first team player, 
and has got a lot of ability. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to me, but on the same token, I've got to take my hat off to Steve Walsh there because you know he's had a you know a kind of hit and miss first uh, season, I suppose, as director of football, and certainly in terms of you know, not everything's gone his way, and sometimes we've not got targets he's wanted or you know whatever. But if, if Steve Walsh's man, and you know, there was a lot of clubs, let's not get too ahead of ourselves with the two appearances. A lot of clubs could have gone and paid the money. Tottenham, they're always linked to the younger players, but Everton have put the money where the mouth is and got him. And let's just hope he fills that expectation. How many times have we signed players, teenagers, even 19, 20 year olds, for a few million? And then after a couple of training sessions, they've been left in the under 21s, under 23s for a long while, haven't they? Absolutely. absolutely. To the world, and you've just seen them straight away, and they haven't been seen again. Yeah. Now within a couple of training sessions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's slightly different that he's come from within English football, isn't it? So, yeah. so you've had them better opportunity there I say to, to scout him and, and like play. Else, no but in terms yeah. of us buying other players oh, I've like, had that yeah, from abroad yeah. and stuff it's always a little, little bit more of a gamble isn't it you know um, but I, I'm really really excited about him he's, a, he's a proper proper player that lad Greg Everton have scored 10 goals in the final 10 minutes in their last 11 league league games what does that tell you about the team? Does it tell you that the fitness is kicking in more or is it just a never say die attitude that Ronald Koeman's installed in this team? I think the fitness. I think that was the first thing Ronald Koeman wanted to talk about when he came in is that they weren't where he wanted them to be. And he was probably still saying that um, as we dragged in towards November, uh, December, start of December. I think however it's happened, these things kind of, they, are, they probably change incrementally, but at one that gets to a certain tipping point, he, he said 70% did they in the summer? Yeah. And I wanted to guess maybe now they're like maybe 90, 95%. And what really kind of fulfills me with optimism is we can take the, the negatives, the, the major negatives of not being in either cup competition. And let's let's not beat around the bush. Let's remember that. Hopefully they won't, but Wednesday, Wednesday night, Liverpool could be in already have booked the place in the final of a cup. Mm. And for me, that's where we should be especially the league cup but we're not the thing is though if we're hitting peak fitness at this stage of the season and we can ration our fixtures so much we really could achieve you know could begin to climb overall United you just spoke about Liverpool there Greg I know it's an Everton podcast but you're looking at the, the two teams at the moment one seems to have hit a brick wall and one's hitting form at the right time now, is this a case of Ronald Koeman's Everton where we looked at Southampton's form from January last season? Are we seeing a tail of the two managers in there? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I think with us, there's two things. I think the fitness thing is, is like, well, bear in mind, Koeman came in the summer and Klopp had a, you know, seven, eight months playing time. I think, I think it's looking likely now, or I like to think is what happened, is Koeman spent the first three and four months of the season looking at what he's got looking at the right formation, having in mind what he wants to bring yeah. in in January, yeah. and has used that period just to, 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 to assess his, his playing staff, especially as he come in relatively late in, yeah. in the summer as well. And I think it's no coincidence that we've started picking up in January because I think he's, he's now, he, he decided by Christmas, these are the players I want, yeah. this is the formation I want us to play based on what we've seen so far this season. And the, the you know the play and and the players as I say that I want and I need and this is what we're going to do from from sort of late December January because he's made his mind up yeah. now in the future and I think that's the other contributing factor I think he spent the first three months 
looking at looking yeah. around, having a bit of re- a recce around the place. No, I think that's contributed to us as well as the fitness. Well, not the last few, the last couple of games, one, four, last five, keeping up quite a lot of clean sheets, haven't we? Would you be happy if this was the identity of the way Everton play in the future, the what the Everton what you're witnessing at the moment? I'd like to see us a bit more up up up, up top doing a bit more I mean the one criticism would say on Saturday and I think it was pointed out in commentary um, was um, say for example that there was the ball where Ross got at the start of the second half where he got wide on the left and he broke and he pulled it back and there was only Ron was the only player anywhere near the area and I think that happened two or three times during the game and I think what I'd like to see us do a little bit more is get more players in the opposition box at key moments which mm-hmm. is not happening at the moment so consequently our goal threat even on Saturday where we had a lot of chances a lot of chance, a lot of like shots on target they were a lot of them were in and around the box weren't they mm-hmm. sort of, apart from the goal we never really got got a great chance from our own sort of work and you know in and around the sort of like 10 yards of their, their goal I think it's a good point because uh, there's a few episodes that rumble on when Liverpool get a penalty and Manchester United and Man City have quite, uh, had quite a lot of penalties this season the fact of the matter is the reason why they get them is why they, they have players in the opposition box all the time yeah. mm. that's the sole reason they're not going to get penalties otherwise so I think that's you, you spot on I think that's Everton they solely can't really. We have been for, for many years, haven't we? We've just been heavily reliant on Romelu Lukaku. Now we're seeing goals chipping in. Hopefully, we, we can find that number 10 that we're looking for that can play as a striker but can also play in that role as well. And I think whoever he is, I don't know. Yeah. I think would I think that would be the final piece in what the jigsaw that comes with. Well, it's just like to see it's getting more get more bodies in the box and you know whether it's somebody playing off from or whatever it's something like what happened on Saturday where Seamus popped up on that you yeah. know, if he's in a 3-4-3 he's got to be in the box a lot more than if he's playing like back and, and I think uh, that that's the type of thing that maybe will come in time and, and that's what I like to see has changed he's the furthest man forward because he was nearly offside Scott Dan was keeping him on yeah. side wasn't he he was level now if if Seamus Coleman was playing at the, the like the four the four at the back. What we have seen, Seamus Coleman plays. He's basically the highest man in the pitch. Yeah, right? you may have seen somebody who's playing right wing back. You know, if Morales mm. been playing there, but it's just that's a gen, you know, if you play three four three, that's what I like to see us do a bit more. Having said that, is it was the style going forward to say yeah, but I'm not saying whether Rock. Ronalds will play three four three in every game. I mean, whether he's just done this the last few games because the the you know we've been playing against, he, he may change it at some point. I hope uh, not. You know, I don't yeah. want to see four two three one again. No, I need to try four three three perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah. I don't want to see four two three one. We haven't got the players four two three one. Well, does it matter on the opposition that you play? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Don't forget, we played this formation against Chelsea and got battered to a pulp. Yeah, yeah. But, we, but we, as I say, we played a slightly different, didn't we? Because we played more of it. We played the back very three narrow. very narrow against Chelsea, so we got caught out in the wings a couple of times. And it was Jackson, Ashley Williams as as two of the centre halves, yeah. where you want one to see a senior centre half and two, you know, a bit more experienced than two younger centre halves. We also had Oviedo playing, who had a bit of a mare, didn't you? To be fair, to be fair to, I'm not criticising Oviedo, but yeah. it's a bit much somebody with yeah. no match fitness asking them to play wide left, so was, and, and you're playing Chelsea, who are absolutely yeah, yeah. on fire, yeah, yeah. you know. So, so is it a case of horses for courses when it comes? To I the think opposition? I think he still will too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether he, sorry, yeah. guy. No, no. Have you noticed as well that the Premier League continues to be this mad game of chess whereby? Managers just copy each other to cancel each other out. 
And for the second week in a run, we've had two teams playing the same shape. We City played the same way yeah. as we did. And then Palace, yeah. again, Tried yeah. 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 it, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been going off for donkey. This we got to the 60s when England didn't have any wingers, won the World Cup, so all of a sudden, you know, top flight clubs started playing with no wingers, you know, because that's just what people do. Um, so I think it, it'd be interesting to see. I think 3 4 3 maybe is default option going forward, but I think there may be some flexibility, and that depends on, as you say, the opposition. Next match is Stoke away, all right, in 10 days, is that? Yeah, that's very fast. That's very close to the transfer window, isn't it? So, well, it's the eve of the transfer window. Who would we like to see basically shipped out the club? There's got to be a lot of Deadwood there, isn't there? Who would we like to see? Listen. Well, See off the wings, Bill. Are we looking at the Coney's of the world and Gibsons and Oviedo's? Would we be surprised if three of them will be out the door? You can't. Interesting points. You can't let Oviedo go in January because you need cover left back. Wouldn't Molly? So, yeah, I would be inclined to keep hold of Oviedo, to be honest. Whether or not he's. Well, I don't think he's happy, is he? I think he's mm. the one who's with little rumblings. And you can understand it. You know, he's, he's a good, honest pro. He wants to be playing week in, week out. Let's be brutally honest. He's not good enough yeah. for for what we want. Yeah, but because of his injury, I think he I think he had promised before his injury. Maybe. Had a, yeah, I mean I think we really Maybe. forget about that. You know, yeah, you look at Luke Shaw who had a similar injury. He was a lot younger than Oviedo, and he struggled, hasn't he, coming back? Yeah, yeah. Man yeah, United, could be right, and he's yeah. like five or six years younger at least than, than Brian. So, so I think with, with Oviedo, it's more of his injury than ability. I think. So I keep him. Gibson and Coney. Gibson. If anyone wanted them, but you know, I think that's a big if. And um, Aruna Kone, you know, if if they can get in, we hope a much better quality attacker, obviously. But someone to go and support Rom, then certainly I don't think anyone would, would, would be barring his way. Obviously, Jerry, just before we started recording this podcast, Dale Fay has gone to AC Milan. That was no no secret that was going to happen. Mm. So, um, yeah, you know, certainly two of those three could go, but I still do think it's important, like we all stressed, we bring someone in. You can help Everton do a bit more in the opposition kind of final third. Do you think with Delafay you now gone, Greg? Do you think Luke Luckman has just been brought in for him, or do you think Kuma will look out to replace him? Oh, no, it's interesting. I mean, Luckman is just kind of. I think it's he's really shaken up the apple cart because you wonder how much uh, Kuma's sort of sanguine. He missed out on the pie, a player who'd publicly said he wanted. All of a sudden, he goes to um, Leon. Now, Koeman hasn't, you know, had a hissy fit up throwing his toys out the pram. He seems to be quite laid back about it. You wonder how much that is, just because he's looked at Luckman and thought, bloody hell. Yeah. You know, this kid's cost a lot less than Depay. And I'm not suggesting that he's at the same level as Depay. You know, Depay's, a, for all what he hasn't done in United, he's mm-hmm. Dutch international. And, you know, maybe he'll turn it back on when he goes to League, League One in France. But, I mean, Luckman's emergence certainly caught his, his imagination I, I, I still think I mean and Morales you know, much better against City uh, it sort of sustained that against Palace although he wasn't quite as good but it was the intent was yeah better. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, got Lennon there on the bench as well and Lennon's an option isn't he so yeah. maybe a wide player is not what he wants now but I still think he needs that central attack I don't think he, yeah well he doesn't necessarily need one three four three, does he because um, no. your width comes from your, your two your two full backs or two yeah. two wide men you don't necessarily have to be full backs um, but yeah so that would be interesting um, so I think things are looking up but I, you know hopefully this is like a longer term 
sort of trends yeah, are the one of one of one of Ronald's sort of uh, yeah. little trends that he has in the uh, in the Premier League. I'm playing devil's advocate here. If Ron gets injured in any of these games, that's why we need that. He needs a centre forward. Desperate. You can't rely on Valencia or Ron, can you? I really hope that what they don't do, which would be classic Everton, is say because we've had a little bit of a uh, resurgence and goals have come and what have you, and the Belford deal deal Belford deal, deal yeah. fell through. Um, I don't think anyone's too devastated about mm. that. We, we doubts about it before he'd even he'd even signed, but that they don't say, well, let's get through to the summer because it would be naive. Because as you say, mm. it only takes one injury to Lukaku, and straight away you're back. For me, you're almost back to square one. But it's not just that. There's an opportunity. There's five points behind Manchester United. That's what I'm saying. Six or seven behind City. Nine behind Liverpool. And I'm not being funny. If Liverpool, no, it's, it's a stupid argument maybe, but if we were to have beaten Liverpool in that derby, it's three points difference. Yeah, you can, if you lose, if you're chasing up, if you're chasing somebody, if you lose one and they win one, it, it's sort of, and I'm not really bothered about, as I say, really where we finish, as long as like we're in a top seven. That's it. So, yeah. even, so if we get 20 or five points in the last. 30 points in the last 16 games which we're perfectly capable of doing we'll end up with about 60 something 60 60 to 65 points that'd be fine for me if that makes us seventh so be, so, so right. be it if we, if we finish sixth great but I'm not going to I'd rather finish shall we say I'd rather finish seventh with 65 points than finish sixth with 59 points if you know <laughs> well, what I mean I know does yeah. Ronald Koeman's yeah. attitude change in the transfer market then if just say for argument's sake Everton were to beat Stoke on the Wednesday, on the Thursday to be played on the th- Wednesday. Yeah. Liverpool played Chelsea on the Tuesday. That narrows it down to six points. I'm not sure. I think the the, the targets are well planned out, Andy, and I think uh, you can't you can't change it. You transfer. I just think it, we've, got, we've got to get a sense of form. You still end up going. You still end at the best world in the world. You still end up. Say still, you get in Europa League football, and even if we finish seventh, we've got a good chance. Touchwood. It depends how the cups go of getting Europa League football. Very, very, very unlikely. I just, to get I just think considering. Or are you dreaming of the top four? Well, who's to say no? Why do we? Who's here? Name me an informed team. Yeah, yeah. Name an informed team that haven't at the moment. I think Chelsea. Yeah, I think that's. Ta- I would imagine the last five. I think the last five team. games you've got thirteen points. Has anybody else got more than thirteen points in the last five games? Thirteen points in five games. Not many teams in the Premier League will want to play Everton at the moment on the solely basis that they're probably fresher than anyone else and they've got more time to prepare for them. I wouldn't rule Everton out for anything. Really this is this ends in new territory. This with Scotty in the it podcast, is? isn't is it? This is the title. The title. This is like, yeah. I think no, if we were like miles behind 12, 15 points, I don't agree. Look what we've clawed back. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah, the, you're in, right. In the space of a month, by the way, we were down and out at Christmas. Yeah. You're, and now in the space of a month, we haven't even hit the end of January yet. Yeah, you're answer part of the podcast <laughs> and <laughs> part yeah. of our listening figures. So we can't, we can't, <laughs> have, can't have all this, you know. No, but they do seriously. Reach for the stars and see what happens. But I, I'm more important to just playing our own game and uh, and see where that takes us. But I do agree what you're saying about the freshness and stuff is to our benefit in the last uh, quite a last, last game. couple of fixtures. Yeah, we've. Well. I think he's tweeted on Saturday. Yeah. We got next. Is it Stoke, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. play Middlesbrough as well. Middlesbrough. Well, yeah, yeah. A couple of games there. You're thinking, honest. 
don't rule us out for anything. You're here to hear first. Yeah, you also heard Gav go from Spice Girls the other week to F Club Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Reach for the stars. Just, just out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just out of fact, will, will Scotty Beth be uh, putting some odds on us for in the top four uh, for this weekend? They'll be generous odds, won't they? Yeah. I was going to say is that not many teams want to play Everton at the moment. That's, well, a, that's a fair well, shout. I'll tell you that for the yeah, fact. Yeah, right. well, yeah, go and put Scotty Beth, you heard it here first. Yeah. Let's have a, go and price up for us. Yeah. Everton in the top four. Right. And uh, oh, when, you do, when you do your, uh, your video piece on Friday and Everest, mention it, yeah, yeah. I'll have a couple of quids on it. Yeah. Go. Well, you're going to take us out the top six, guys. Yeah, would you bet against Everton? Finishing outside, the, finishing in the top six. Best against us, yeah. 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 Because I think we're five points behind United, and it it, it sounds it sounds easy when you say, "Oh, we win one and they lose it's one." It's the same Everton like that have beat Manchester City and beat yeah, Arsenal. Two at Man United. I, I know exactly what you're saying, but size the squads and stuff. I know exactly what you're saying, but I would. And I, I, six or seven doesn't really matter to me. As Greg was saying, you still better defend your opening. You will do to fight Admiral because he wants to be with Yeah, but as I say, but, but by but you, I say, we need to be part of a top seven. That's the thing. Not not part of a top six, we need part of the top seven. I want to be part of the top four, Gav. Yeah, well, that's great, mate. Seamus Coleman, look, Seamus Coleman yeah. said the same thing after the game. He's interviewed, he said, I'm pleased we're clawing back uh, ground on those clubs because a club like Everton, they should be aspiring for that top four. Of course. Yeah. And if that's reflective in some small degree that like you know, players are saying looking at the table and maybe feeling the same inklings of optimism as Tony brilliant as Cav says reach for the stars yeah <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. you know why not but realistically let's see what's going to happen I think Koeman and this Evan have got to prove a little bit more than one or two games but if they can do it what an explosion into his first season that would be, be fantastic and we'll be there Every week of the way, this 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 is positivity. Is on, you know, you know, tread new ground. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. wait till the end of the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've handed Darren Gibson a new five year. Aruna Kone's player up front. Oh. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. And um, yeah, keep your tweets coming in. We always appreciate your feedback. And perhaps if you'd like us anything specific, you'd like us to discuss. You know, now in a game, we we hear that you like us breaking away from the match. And speaking about specific topics, you know, we, in the past we've done the academy, uh, anything like that, whether it's memories, uh, favourite games, Everton legends, let us know what you want to hear. Thanks very much for listening. 